Hello, and welcome back to the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. With Father's Day approaching, I decided to invite a repeat guest back to the podcast today, someone who's pretty special to me, and that's my husband, Brad. I really feel that bereaved dads are often overlooked in discussions related to child loss. So much of the attention seems to be focused on moms. So I asked him to come on today to discuss some issues that are specific to grieving dads. I hope our conversation is a blessing and encouragement to you. Hey, Brad, welcome to our special Father's Day edition of the podcast. Well, thank you. It's it's great to be here and uh, excited to talk about uh, the honor it is to be uh, my girl's father and, and also as, as a bereaved dad to, to talk to other dads about what we all are processing and have processed uh, through the years after our kids have gone to heaven and and then also, I, you know, I'd like to point out what I have learned from other fathers and uh, how they have uh, have blessed me and uh, share as they shared their stories with me. And uh, again, just a blessing to be here today and to to honor our our children. And uh, ex- again, si- excited to be here. All right, thank you. Well, we're excited to have you. It's always good to talk to you. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's start at the very beginning, and actually even before the beginning, before we were even married, nearly 35 years ago now, while we were just dating, we talked about having kids someday, and I want you to talk about what you remember from those conversations. Yes, it was, uh, you know, as we were dating in college, and, uh, you know, we we knew real soon after we met that God had brought us together, and and you know something that's uh, unique about both of us is that we both were were honored and blessed to have younger siblings. And you know, my my sister was uh, is seventeen years younger than me, and and your brother is eleven years younger than you. And yeah, uh, you know, we we were so proud of our our siblings, and we talked a lot about that. And you know, our parents would uh, if they really knew the truth, uh, we didn't come home from college to see. Uh, them, we came home to see our, our our baby sister and our and our little brother, your little brother, and that's right. And boy, we were we were excited about that as we we when we got home from from college, we you know we spent a lot of time with our siblings, our our and our siblings were in our our wedding, and but I, I know that uh, the joy that our siblings brought us as as uh, older siblings uh, were a blessing. Uh, I know we often had to had to uh correct people and say uh she's my sister not my daughter and I know you had to say she's right. he's uh your brother not your son and but we we were, right. we we laughed about that a lot and and uh but uh again you know that experience of of our siblings uh just uh gave us that desire and that uh and the excitement about uh, our kids and uh, and as I remember we started praying for our kids before we were even married and uh and just uh I remember anxiously looking forward to that day. Yeah. So even though we were already talking about having kids before we even got married, once we did get married, it was about 5 years before we started our family. So how did it feel? Talk about how you felt when you found out that you were going to be a dad for the first time. Yes, you know, the, the after I got off, uh, get, got over the initial shock of man, th- this is real. I'm I'm going to be a dad, and 
we're going to be parents, uh, it started sinking in that this was real and that uh, we were going to have a, a child and God had given us a new life. And that responsibility that, you know, that as a dad that you think about is, you know, I, I'm responsible for this new life. And, but uh, again, you know, we were so excited about, about our starting our family and in the, the, the future with our, with our family that uh, just remember just, uh, just the excitement that we had and that anticipation of, of our daughter being born. And uh, we didn't know she was, uh, you know, we didn't have a, didn't know that the, the gender yet, but uh, we were just excited about uh, our, our new baby being born. And uh, it was just uh, excitement. I just remember that. So then, about three years later on your birthday, Hannah and I surprised you with some news. Yes, uh, I remember that day. Uh, you had purchased me a new recliner, and, and you and Hannah set me down in that recliner and gave me a present to open, and I opened that present, and it was a baby bottle. And then you shared the news with me that we were expecting a, a, a child, and, uh, man, we were excited again, you know, the the this just to think about what was coming in in this second child was uh it was really it, I was just really excited and I wanted to go tell the world I, I know that that I was uh, I was ready to to shout it out you know I'm going to be a dad again and and uh you know we had to kind of keep it quiet for a while as we uh you know we went to the, the first appointment and just uh but I was excited from the beginning as I sat in that recliner and and just started processing that second, the, our second child coming, and and what a day that was! Uh, yeah, so you were present when both of the girls were born, and what was that experience like for you? You know, and as people that know me, I was, I'm pretty emotional at times, but I remember the emotions <laughs> when Hannah was born, and uh, just that again, the excitement, and uh, just so proud that you know the gift that God had given me, and proud to be a dad, and uh, the second time. Uh, when when Bethany was born, that that excitement was was there, and 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 that excitement was a little different there because we knew what to expect, and uh, but we I was excited about you know our family uh, with a four, and uh, just it was just it was a great day again uh, to be there and be be with you and experience uh, our our kids being born, the joy and excitement I remember uh, the feeling I felt as we introduced Hannah to Bethany. I was a proud dad, uh, proud of my family. I felt very blessed. You were and continue to be a very involved dad. So what were and, and even are some of the things that you enjoyed and still enjoy doing with your girls? Our family time was precious. Uh, taking walks in the neighborhood with our girls, uh, riding our bikes. and We all had bikes. We rode bikes together, uh, taking them fishing, uh, I got to take them hunting and got to experience the, this, the time together outside, uh, riding four wheelers and being outside and, uh, going to those concerts, uh, the plays, the dance recitals, uh, they were all just great memories that I had with both my girls and still have with, with Bethany getting the time I get to spend with her. And, uh, I coached both of them in, in sports, uh, I was a soccer coach and never played soccer, but it didn't matter. <laughs> it was just time with my girls, and and uh, I, I, celebrate, I celebrated the time, whatever we were doing, and it was just uh, 
again, a, a, a true blessing to be and spend time, uh, to have time with my girls and spend time with them. Yeah, and even now, what are some of the things you enjoy doing with Bethany? Oh, you know, Bethany and I, we, uh, you know, the, the, we, we enjoy fishing and hunting, but uh, we enjoy uh, going to the Razorback games and talking Razorback uh, baseball and uh, just spending time with her. Whatever she's doing, I'm interested, uh, you know. And then, you know, the, the memories of uh, that we've had, but our future memories, uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Both of our girls transferred very seamlessly from dance recitals to deer camp. And uh, you were a dad that could do both of those things. <laughs> with them very easily i was proud of them in their when they danced or uh were in a play or if they uh when they got their first year whatever it was they were doing i celebrated and, and was uh they made me proud yeah absolutely when each of our girls turned 13 you did something special with each of them what was that yes i uh, when they turned 13 i uh, took both of them on a on a special date we dressed up and we went out to eat and uh, opened the car door for them and opened the doors for them and uh, I gave each of them a ring and uh, I stressed with them how important it was to have God in the middle of your dating relationships uh, that you needed to keep God first and uh, that was the most important thing and uh, I, I talked about us as a couple that you know how we committed our relationship to God early on and how God had had honored that and blessed us with the family we have and just uh, reminded them of what God's plan is for their lives and their marriage. And, um, but it was a special time. I, you know, I, I, I remember both of those dates and the time we had together and, uh, what a blessing. Yeah. What a good dad. So in addition to all that coaching and fishing and hunting and stuff, you spent a lot of time with the girls in another way. Talk about that. Yes, you know, we, we spent uh, all of our time together basically because right. I was I was my girl's principal. It was it was twenty four seven. We we revolved our, our, our around our school calendar and and the in their activity calendar that related often related to school. Uh, I was honored to be their principal as you know as as I was honored to be their dad. And you know sometimes that was difficult for them because I was being their principal. I was the one that was. Uh, enforcing the policies and and uh, and when people were in trouble, they come to me and that made it hard for them at times. But it, it still was something that I I cherished the the time I had as as their principal and uh, you know I think they both uh, they liked that at times, but at, at other times it was difficult. Right. But uh, again, it was uh, to be with them and 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 all uh, be a part of all their activities and you know I had to go because I was <laughs> I was the guy in charge. Right. So. It was good. Right. Of course, you would have been there anyway. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and as a school administrator, you've always emphasized the importance of a good education to our kids. But I've often heard you say that it's not the most important thing. So what was the most important thing you wanted to get across to our girls as they were growing up? As an educator, I always talk about the fact that education is key. And your education does open the doors uh, to success here on earth and and that's that's so true. But the most important thing that I tried to to stress with my girls and with anyone is the most important thing is is a personal relationship with Christ. And that personal relationship with Christ opens the doors of heaven for eternity. And 
that was something that that we were intentional uh, throughout our girls' life is to to have them in church and to uh, pray together and to point them to Jesus. And uh, you know, the the thing that I'm most proud of is that uh, my girls did. Uh, make that decision to to place Christ as uh in the center of their life and to uh and that they do have that personal relationship with him and and that is something that I'm most proud of uh, more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Then when Hannah was 16, she was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. So as a dad, how did you deal with that? You know, as a dad, we often feel like we're the the fixer. You know, if there's something going on in our family, uh, you know, at home, then then we have to we have to fix it. We have to come to the rescue of our uh, of our family, whatever that may be. And uh, I remember this this diagnosis. I didn't have an answer, and it was really, you know, it was a a point in my life where I had to had to turn and, and make a decision. God, am I going to trust you? And, uh, and gratefully and thankfully, uh, you know, I did. we did turn and trust God. And I, as a dad, I turned and said, God, I trust you with Hannah and with whatever's coming with this diagnosis. We trust you and we know we can trust you. And I remember making that decision that, God, she's yours and I trust you with this, 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 this news and this information that we just received. And, uh, you know, as I remember back after after making that decision and we praying together as a family and saying, God, we trust you. I remember starting to feel that peace that, that only comes from him and uh, that peace that passes all understanding. And I remember, you know, after I, I gave up on, on me fixing it and saying, God, Hannah's yours and I commit her to you. And uh, that changed things for me. And, and ultimately, that's the only way to fix it. And that was their only hope, and it still is their only hope, is to just to trust God with whatever we're we're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. A couple nights before Hannah's brain surgery, you stayed with her at the hospital overnight, just the two of you. And she shared a story with you. Talk about that night. I'll never forget that. You know, as as we're uh have just gone through the, the last few days of of getting the news that that Hannah had a brain tumor, and we were processing a a treatment plan and what we were going to do. We were in Children's Hospital, and I remember that you had gone home to get rest that night, and and how uh, how we were you know spending time together that that evening, and it got time to go to bed, and uh, you know Hannah was feeling better at this point, and you know she had she was starting to feel better, and we had a, a great evening together, and um, before we went to sleep, that uh, Hannah got my attention. She said, dad, dad, I got to tell you something. And she went on to tell me that at, at a few, few months prior at a youth retreat at our church, that, uh, a leader there had shared with her and shared with the, the students there, the kids there, that how God allows storms in your life to bring you closer to him and which allows others to see him through your storm. And I remember her going on to tell me, she said, dad, I want you and mom to know that I prayed for a storm that God might use me. And I remember saying, wow, you know, and, and just processing what she just told me. And I shared it with you. And it was a comfort for us as we, you know, as we processed that and what she was saying. And uh, 
the fact that, that God was already giving her what she needed to face this storm as she was processing the diagnosis and processing, you know, uh, being in, in at Children's Hospital and, and what the future might hold. She was she was already saying, God, I trust you. And, and she was doing that herself. And uh, just to think that she was interested in using her story and her experience to help other people was a blessing to us and uh, still is to this day. And it really helps to, to, to encourage me to keep going and to use my experience uh, for, to help others and to point people to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. And I, I think that's, uh, that's something that is what a blessing that was. And uh, so grateful for, for that, that conversation that we had and, and also that, that God was walking with her and we were going to, you know, again, we were going to be able to do this with, with God. We couldn't do it alone. We had to do it with God and that God could use our experience uh, for his purposes. Yeah. And it was just about almost exactly a year later that she went to heaven. Um, almost exactly a year after that conversation that night. So talk about what that was like for you as a dad when your oldest daughter went to heaven. I remember my last conversation I had with her that she understood what I was saying as, as we were in the hospice center in Little Rock. And and I asked her the question. I said, baby girl, are you ready to go be with Jesus? And she nodded her head yes. And that was a comfort because uh, back to my earlier conversation uh where I talked about her making a and making a decision for Christ and and asking Jesus into her heart, um, that gave me comfort. You know, when that time came, when God called her home, it gave me comfort knowing that uh, she was uh, in heaven. She was healed, uh, and she was she was uh, you know as as back to the other example I made of of trying to be the the fixer of of her problems. Her problems were fixed. She was good. She was uh, where she was created to be. And, uh, you know, was I emotional and was I grieving? Absolutely. Um, from that moment when she took her last breath, yes, I was. But I, I was, I had hope and I continue to have hope. And uh, I'm just grateful that she had made that decision for Christ and that uh, I knew that uh, she was good. And as she told us all throughout her journey, as we process bad news with her medical condition, she said, Mom and Dad, I'm okay. And uh, I knew that at that time when she was truly okay. And that was a blessing. Mm, absolutely. So it's been over 12 years since you had that last conversation with Hannah right before she went to heaven. So what advice do you have for dads that are just beginning this journey? Just want to encourage you dads, um, you know, uh, something that helped me and continues to help me is to have that eternal focus to to think about uh, heaven and the promises of God and what we have in 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 Scripture and and what we have in that uh, in Christ is something I would encourage uh, dads to be reminded of. And I know that if you're new in, new in this journey, that you're going to have it's it's a it's a tough. Uh, a tough time, but it gets better. Um, what I would encourage you to is to uh, find people that you can relate to that understand your pain and your grief. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a blessing of, of why we're waiting is that I've been blessed to be around other dads and, 
and other parents that understand me and understand what I'm processing throughout this journey as, as a bereaved dad, but, uh, find others that you can relate to and that understand you. Uh, also, I would encourage you to not stop being a dad and for your other children, uh, be, be that, that dad that to them and not be, uh, and I know it's tough at times, uh, be involved in their lives, uh, continue to, to pray for them, uh, to spend time with them, uh, to be intentional with them uh, is important because they need you and you need them. And uh, but continue to be the uh, to be that that father in the lives of your other children. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing is to to tell your story. And you know, that's that's back to what I've said is how I've been blessed with from other stories of. Of, of dads and, and you know a couple of stories that that stand out at, with me is uh you know just in our in a recent retreat we had a, a dad that shared that uh their daughter who was uh a special needs child uh the week she went to heaven she was telling other people and asking other people are you ready and uh she kept saying are you ready and even the the, the week she went to heaven she had been asking everyone she come in contact with, "Are you ready?" and and they would they would say, "We're ready for what?" And well, because Jesus is coming. And uh, to to use your story and use your child's story to point other people to the hope of Christ has been very ben- beneficial for me. Uh, again, not wasting that storm. Uh, also, it's been good for me to focus on the sovereignty of God. And that God knows our days and knows our our children's days. And I had a had a dad at a recent retreat that said, "You know, my my son was ready, he was ripe." And uh, as he relates that to the sovereignty of God, and 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 I've so many other examples of that 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 I've I've learned from them is uh, we got to trust trust the sovereignty of God and that He knows our days. And uh, you know the. The thing that I, I want to also remind you is that you didn't cease, and, and I'll say this, I didn't cease being Hannah's dad the day she went to heaven. I will always be her dad. I have to be reminded and am reminded of the hope that I have that the best is yet to come. The future glory is incredible, as, it's, as it states in Romans 8. The future glory that I have to look forward to with my with my daughter, with Jesus, is uh, is something that I want to hold on to, and uh, I also is so reminded too that it ain't over yet. The best is yet to come, and I I appreciate that thought that uh, I'm reminded of from Joy Young that the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got so much to look forward to. Absolutely, and that's something we talk about sometimes at our retreats. Is as great as our past was with our children, the future is actually going to be so much better. We just have to wait, <laughs> and that waiting can be really hard, and and seems like it takes a really long time. But one day, when we see our kids again, it's going to be very short. Yes, and I look forward to that. And you know the the reminder too that um, my daughter got her reward, uh, even though it was it hurt and it hurts being separated from her for now. But she she received her reward, and I heard that from a dad as well that. She was, she's again, where she's, is where she was created to be. And 
Uh, she's experienced uh, things I can only imagine, but I, I got that hope, and I look forward to that day and the, the future memories that I have with, with her and with my loved ones and ultimately with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, future memories. I like that phrase. <laughs> So our society seems like it elevates Mother's Day above Father's Day. Um, uh, Mother's Day, mothers just seem to get a lot more attention on that day than than dads get on Father's Day. And I know that Mother's Day can be one of the hardest days of the year for a bereaved mom. So talk about your experience with Father's Day as a bereaved dad. You know, I remember my first Father's Day to think, wow, this is just being excited to experience my first Father's Day. And I, I, I'm still excited to experience Father's Day, but uh, I know that there's there's pain there when we, we think about the separation we have with our children. But And, and again, like, like you mentioned, I don't think society honors Father's Day like we do Mother's Day. But I just encourage you to uh, hold on to those good thoughts and, and hold on to the, the blessings you have and we're giving as a father and also to hold on to that the future that we have with our children, and and it's not it's I didn't stop being Hannah's dad, and I I think that's something that I I hold on to that I am still her dad, I'm still Bethany's dad, and and uh, I have a, uh, memories to be made here on earth with my uh, with Bethany, and then but I've got those future memories with with my my kids and with Jesus in heaven, but uh, I, I really. I really like to to think about on Father's Day just to to be thankful that God gave me the opportunity to be my girl's father, and uh, what a blessing that is, and just being grateful for that gift that God gave me and my girls. That helped me a lot with Mother's Day, trying to switch my perspective from what I had lost to the gratitude that I had for what I for just the privilege that I had to be my girl's mom. So I think that's a good suggestion is just trying to focus on gratitude um, on days like that. You know, I think dads are a little bit different than moms in that we as moms tend to seek one another out. Um, We look for other bereaved moms to talk to that people that we can relate to that, that understand us. And I'm not sure that dads do that as much. Um, Maybe it's just the nature of being a man. Maybe it's because you don't have the opportunity as much. Uh, Men are usually out in the workforce and and are involved and occupied in different things and don't have the opportunity maybe to seek one another out. Um, Maybe are not as open about their grief or talking about their losses and things like that. So the While We're Waiting ministry, you know, we have several different kinds of retreats. And one of the retreats that we host is a retreat that is specifically just for dads. Um, We typically have it once a year. It's here at the Refuge in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And it's an opportunity for dads to get together with other men who understand the experience of losing a child and spend some good quality time together. So if a dad wanted to come to one of our While We're Waiting Dads Days, what would he experience at that event? First of all, I would just encourage him to come because once he came and got in that door and uh, started spending time with other dads, it's uh, it's it, you know God uses that time as we get, have a a safe place to talk about our grief and uh, 
you know, we, we try to have a few activities throughout the day, but uh, never fails that once we start talking and sharing that, you know, we don't want to waste time in, in skeet shooting or fishing or whatever we might have, activity might have planned for that day is, you know, just that, that time of, of with other dads is special. We will eat good as we do at all of our events, but uh, it's just a safe place that you, that other dads understand you and, and uh, you just have that opportunity to talk to other dads. And, you know, as, as we often find out in, in the other retreats is that, you know, it, it's just good to know that other people are processing things the same way you are. And, uh, and that we find that out with dads, especially is uh, just that safe place. And once they get to talking and, you know, I've, I've, remember one of our early dad's retreats that a dad mentioned that he had talked more about his son in that that day than he had in in two years since his son uh, went to heaven and uh, again as as in all of our events we want to hear about your child we want to hear their story and we want to hear what you know we're drawn to each other and uh, again this is an opportunity I just encourage dads to to sign up and and uh, get to a retreat, and, and uh, it'll be helpful for you. But the other thing is that you'll help other people when you tell your story and you relate to them. And, and uh, I think that's that's what uh, you come away knowing, feeling that you were blessed, but also that you had the opportunity to bless others. And uh, uh, and then it's also an opportunity to honor your child. And, uh, and uh, I think that's important, too. And so dads I, I encourage you to come um we'll we'll uh eat us eat probably eat a steak and uh spend some quality time together but most important, importantly we'll, we'll talk about our kids and and we'll talk about the hope we have in christ i mean that's that's the hope that we have the ultimate hope and uh, i just encourage everyone to come yeah and we have one scheduled for june june the 26th however <laughs> Here we are encouraging you to come. It is actually full with a waiting list. Uh, you can read about it on our website, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, so you can see if you think you would like to come, you can sign up. We can put you on our waiting list. We do have another Dad's Day coming up scheduled for August 27th of 2022. And I know that seems like a long way away, but, you know, time passes quickly. You can also sign up for that on the website. Uh, Again, I'll put that in the show notes. It is a one-day retreat. Um, I think you all start at like 8.30 in the morning and go till 6 or 6.30 in the evening. Um, But we do offer lodging at the refuge if you need it for Friday night and Saturday night. Um, but the retreat actually will take place on a Saturday, and uh, it's a great a, a great event. Um, I know I'm usually kind of around the fringes of it, helping with meals and things like that. And it's just so neat to see these dads in such intense conversation and to hear them laugh. I, my, that's my favorite part is if I'm back in my office and I all of a sudden hear all these men laugh together. And they're grieving dads, but they have so much so much in common, and I think some of that that laughter and enjoyment just comes from being with somebody else that gets it and being able to talk about your kids. And um, So we encourage you to sign up if that's something you think you might be interested in. Um, so, Brad, our time is about up. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? As, as we mark another Father's Day, and uh, I want just to encourage you dads uh, to— to trust God, to trust God with your grief, 
to trust God with your, your family as you are still the, the leader of your home, uh, dads. And I just encourage you to, to trust God and be that leader. Uh, point your family to Jesus. Uh, uh, be involved in, in, a, in a local church. Uh, lead your family in, in prayer. Uh, pray for your family. Uh, that's that's the most important thing. But continue to be that that godly man in your family's life, and uh, also just to encourage you too that, that God can use your story. God can use your story to help other people and to point them to that hope. And also, God can use your example in your family with with your immediate family and with your extended family and your work family and, and society. Uh, to point others to to the hope we have in Jesus. But just to encourage you dads, uh, uh, again, the best is yet to come, and, and there's future glory. Amen. All right, thank you, Brad, so much for coming on and sharing your experiences and uh, just saying a word of encouragement to these, to these dads out there. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it brought you some comfort and encouragement today and maybe made you feel a little less alone on the journey. Please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and and maybe leave us a rating in iTunes to help others find the podcast. Again, we're glad you spent a few minutes with us today. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.